Fun Ideas Productions presents the Fun Ideas Podcast. This is Mark Arnold, and welcome to Fun Ideas Podcast number 162. The Fun Ideas Podcast is brought to you in part by Lee's Comics. Friends, have you tried Lee's Comics? Lee's Comics is better than the leading comic book store. Wait a minute. Lee's Comics is the leading comic book store. Based on arbitrary standards set by Lee Hester himself. Lee's Comics was named as one of the 21 best online dealers by popoptique.com. To shop the Lee's Comics eBay store, go to eBay and search for Lee's Comics, Inc. That's L-E-E-S-C-O-M-I-C-S-I-N-C, period. Don't forget the period. Mention the Fun Ideas podcast when you order, and you'll receive a free bonus gift. You remember them from your childhood. Half for the Friendly Ghost, Richie Ridge, Hot Stuff, Baby Huey, Sad Sack and Will Audrey. You read them in comic books and saw them on television and in the movies. Now you can read about how they and other Harvey comic characters were created in two great books from Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions, The Best of Harveyville Fun Times and The Harvey Comic Companion. Both are available from Amazon. The Companion is also available from Fair Manor Media. They are available in hardcover, paperback, and ebook version. Order your copies today. Long title, Looking for the Good Times, Examining the Monkey Song One by One, by Michael A. Ventrella and Mark Arnold. A book that examines each song, gives lots of details about each song, and our own personal opinions. You can find this book on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, and anywhere where good books are being sold. Our webpage is wordpress.monkeys.com, where you can see many of the songs and give your own opinions of them. And we will be discussing this more on Zilch. Christmas, Christmas time is here, and Alvin and the Chipmunks are here again. In 1958, a down songwriter with an unlikely name of Ross Bagdasarian plunged the last of his family savings on a multi-speed tape recorded and created The Witch Doctor and Alvin and the Chipmunks. It changed the fortune for his family, his record label, and animated cartoon studio. Alvin! The story of Ross Bagdasarian, Liberty Records, Format Film, and The Alvin Show by Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions is available from Amazon and Fair Manor Media in hardcover, paperback, and ebook versions. Order your copies today. You can now order my latest book, The TTV Scrapbook, from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Bear Manor Media. If you'd like signed copies of this or any of my books, please email me at funideas.mark at gmail.com for further information on how to order directly from me via PayPal. I'm still working on my Super Richie, Super Dagwood, and Super Fan articles. My Pac-Man and Disney books are about to come out, and I'm still working on my Mad and Turtles books. Warren Kremer is due out eventually.
On today's show, we have a musician and a photographer who has worked with such groups as the Monkees, the Turtles, the Doors, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and many, many more. Here he is, Henry Diltz. The order of things, this is probably the priority because we want to get this book finished. Uh, after you, the only ones we don't have are <laughs> Howard, yeah. and, Howard and Mark, but we've spoken to probably everyone else who's been connected yeah. to the Turtles. Did you talk to Chip? I did, yeah. and yes. I told yeah. Two great interviews with him. One was all Good. Beatles. I mean, one yeah. was all monkeys, and one was all turtles. Great. And, and we also spoke to Jerry. Oh, very good. Yep. All right. Yep. Uh -huh. So uh, you're like uh, you were the missing, uh -huh. missing link. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we we're doing the turtles now, though, right? And yeah, turtles mainly. Okay. Turtles mainly. Turtles. I mean, turtles yeah. now. And um, I'm going to let Mark, you know, run with it. Okay. And I'll, and I'll jump in at times. Yep, sounds good. I, uh -huh. I, I read that you were born in Kansas City. How did you get to uh -huh. California? I'm always curious when people move like that. <laughs> Probably by car. Well, yeah, uh, duh. But <laughs> well, it's a long story. I mean, I'll, I'll say it quickly, but okay. my mom and dad were both with TWA. My dad was a co-pilot, uh -huh. and my mom was a stewardess. Uh -huh. And so I was born in a TWA hub city, which was Kansas City. And then when I was still an infant, we moved several times and ended up in, in uh, Great Neck, Long Island, New York, mm. where I began elementary school. And then my father, who was a pilot for TWA, joined the Army Air Corps, and he was killed in a plane crash in 1944, or 40, something like that. Um, let's see. I was like four or five years old. Um, and then my mom, a couple of years later, my mom, since she was left with two little boys, remarried a guy who, who worked for this state department. And so when I was seven, seven years old, I moved to Tokyo, Japan. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I, li I lived there for five years, went to an American school. And then we went to Thailand, Bangkok, Thailand. Mm -hmm. I was a teenager in Bangkok, Thailand for a couple of years. <clears throat> and then then we were back in New York, and um, I graduated from high school, and I was going to go to Montana State University and become a forest ranger and because I loved animals. And, uh, and I was all accepted. I had a dorm room, and my mother said, one day, she said, well, your father has been assigned to Bonn, Germany. So you can go ahead. This was in the summer. She said, you can go ahead and go to Montana or come to Europe with us. <laughs> she left it up to me, and I thought, well, you know, I can always go back to Montana, but this is a good opportunity. So I went to Europe, and, <laughs> and he was assigned to the embassy in Bonn, Germany. <laughs> And I went, to, I went to an American college. It was University of Maryland overseas branch in Munich, Germany. There were 100 boys and 100 girls, roughly, and they were all army brats and, you know, government, you know, dependents and stuff. Um, and so I got to see all of Europe. And then, <laughs> since they were all army brats, I, they were studying for the service academies. And I read the book, one of the, the booklets they had, and it said, if you're the son of a deceased veteran, 
you can automatically apply to take the exam. You don't have to be appointed by a congressman. And they said, wow, that would be me. And they said, well, write a letter because we're going to Heidelberg in a couple of months. Take, we're going to have fun, you know, have, take the exam and party. And so I wrote a letter and, and, I, and I got accepted to West Point. Which, well, I wrote a letter to report and take the exam, and, and since I was already in college, I did really well. Mm-hmm. And then I got accepted to West Point, and I thought, oh, hell no. I'm I would have gone to Annapolis, because I like the Navy, but I never thought of an Army or West Point. It wasn't part of my background. And then the dean of the university there in, in Munich, Germany, said, my boy, what a rare opportunity. <laughs> well, gosh, maybe I better go. And I went. I went and tried it. I was a West Point cadet for one one year, complete year. Wow! And then this, we're getting to the end now, California. So when I left, I, I, you know, while I was at West Point, I kept listening to Pete Seeger records on the Columbia Record Club, mm-hmm. and I was just dying to play the banjo. I loved the rhythm of the five string banjo. And so I left West Point, bought a banjo, and moved to Hawaii because I had to continue my college. And and, uh, Hawaii, you know, I was used to being overseas, so that meant, you know, it seemed like I could go to an American college and sort of be overseas in Hawaii. And I just kind of went there, you know, sight unseen, and, and and I met. Cyrus Faryar and Chip Douglas, and we, you know, we formed the Modern Folk Quartet over a, a number of years, and um, then we moved to California wow. to record and seek our fortunes. So that's it was kind of a circuitous route. You know? Yeah, very. <laughs> I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. I asked a similar question to Chip because I thought Chip was born in Hawaii, and he wasn't. And I was like. Yeah. I think he was born in San Francisco, and I said, how did you end up in Hawaii? And then he had a little bit of a, a military uh-huh. background story, but not all, as much as that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. Yeah, yeah. World traveler. Right. Well, Chip grew up. Chip certainly grew up in Hawaii. Yes, he did. Sure. Yes, he yeah. did. But he wasn't born yeah. there, which surprised me when I was yeah. doing research on him. So. Ah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, um, I guess the thing about uh, the turtles is when did you first encounter them? Let's oh. see what I can remember. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I lived up in Laurel Canyon uh, in the early 70s. I'm not going to be able to say what year, but I moved into a house. Uh, let's see. I lived in a little one-room rental place for a couple of years, then around 70, uh, or maybe no, it was 68. Yeah. Let me think. 68, I moved into a house on Lookout Mountain Avenue. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mark Volman lived across the street and three houses down. Wow. And so uh, over the years, you know, we got to be good friends. And like my wife Elizabeth and I would go, uh, you know, play board games with, um, with Mark and his wife. Um, <laughs> Serena's mom. What's her name again? Mrs. Volman. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Volman. That sounds yeah, good. Pat. Pat Volman. Okay. Yeah. And so we were friends. I'd go down there once in a while. He'd come up once in a while. You know, we were both musicians. Um, and so you know, we musicians are belong to a club, kind of. Right. You're a musician. You're automatically in the club. So. 
they're automatically friends with all other musicians. We got to be really, really good friends. Um, and then, you know, I mean, I, and then I know Chip, you know, started playing with them and, and producing them. Mm -hmm. So that was another connection. And then I finally went on the road with them. Um, I'll have to look on the slides to see what year that was. But it must have been, I suppose, around the early 70s. I went on a weekend tour somewhere in Wisconsin. Okay. And I see, we sent you some pictures, right? Right. We did. Yeah. There's, a picture, there's a picture of them standing next to a sign on a phone pole. And the sign says, um, uh, well, shit, I can't remember what the sign says now. But it was, a, it was an odd sign, vegetables, I think it said. <laughs> But it, but they had to add another piece of wood to the sign to finish sign, putting the name down, you know. Mm -hmm. And we were, so, okay, you want me to tell you the story of being on the road with them? Sure. Yes. Okay, because it goes with that picture. We were in Wisconsin, and we were in a, a, a rented station wagon, or maybe two of them, you know, with all the equipment in the back. And we were going to some school in Wisconsin, but we were plenty early, and we saw these signs that said, cheese, with an arrow. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we were, and as all musicians were, uh, and usually are, we were, we were a little stoned. You know, when you're on the road, you smoke a little bit of God's herb, <laughs> because it can be deadly boring, you know, riding for hours in, in a freaking, you know, van or, or, or a bus or whatever it is, you know station wagon so you have a little tiny toke of god's herb and it kind of makes things come alive you know it makes things a little more interesting mm -hmm. and so so we saw these signs of the cheese and we all thought oh shit what let's follow that what does that mean you know <laughs> and we followed a couple of these cheese signs with arrows and we came to a place called the bass bass lake cheese factory b-a-s-s -S, bass lake <laughs> cheese factory and so we went in and had a little tour, and then we, they gave us the cheese on a stick. And so we were back in the car driving, and we drove a little ways, and I saw that sign that said, Vegetables. Vegetables. <laughs> and, I, and I always, when I do my slideshow, I tell the story that, that when I was in high school, I went with a girl whose father was a brigadier general in the, in the paratroopers. And he had this saying, he would say, my boy, that's PPP, poor prior planning. <laughs> and I said, oh, look at that sign. You know, it took them three pieces of wood to paint vegetables. <laughs> and I said, well, that's PPP. And, and so I said, I got to stop and take a picture of that. And so I did. And then they all got out of the car and posed with it. And it looks like they're eating popsicles. Mm -hmm. But it's really pieces of cheese on a stick. <laughs> oh, okay. So that was our fun adventure. And then for for years after that, Mark and I would always get a catalog from the Bass Lake Cheese Factory <laughs> delivered up to Laurel Canyon, you know. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so your first memory of the turtles is not musical. It's not uh, in the studio. It's, not, it's vegetables and cheese. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was our fun adventure we had. I mean... Yeah, I just met, I think I met Mark more as a neighbor, you know, right in Laurel Canyon, where, mm -hmm. of course, you know, all musicians lived anyway in the 60s, 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Henry, I, I don't 
mean, or I, I don't wish to correct you, but I have to correct you. But you, you sent some photos, and I, I know that cheese photo. Um, that's actually from 1969 because most of those photos, like one of them, was used for Turtle Soup, I believe, the album cover. Yeah, it, didn't they use one of your photos, or at least similar ones? Turtle Soup. Yeah. Yeah, I did Turtle Soup, and yeah. then some for Battle of the Bands. Okay, so that's 68, and, and then, uh, Turtle Soup is 69. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just trying to get your memory of what year it was, since you said early yeah. 70s. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just guesstimating. All right, know? all right. 69, then so be yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Um, yeah. Now, when you were hanging out with them, I mean... Uh, were you talking about anything in particular, or was it just going from one location to another, or were you their official photographer? Oh, I mean, what was your capacity with them? <laughs> well, you know, I wasn't their official photographer, oh. but I mean, you know, I photographed all the bands, really. I mean, I don't right. remember. I mean, I can check. Uh, I can check in my journal to see if I. I kept the journal pretty much. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't you know, give a whole lot of details, especially when I was out on the road with a group, I would just say, you know, the date, and I'd say on the road with the turtles. Mm -hmm. uh, I can look and see, though, if there's any other interesting little tidbits. But um, but uh, I don't know. I'm not sure how I happen to be on the road with them in Wisconsin, you know? <laughs> Somebody asked me to. I guess the record company or, you know. Um, well, were you, and, be were and you and between gigs? Were, and, oh, sorry. I said, were you between were you between gigs yourself? No, no. I mean, my gigs were always one. You know, usually they were one day. I mean, okay. uh, I would mostly shoot pictures in L.A. You know, one afternoon with CSNY, one afternoon with Steppenwolf, one afternoon. <laughs> you just never knew. You know, the phone would ring. I was, you know, ready to shoot anything. And I, I had a partner, Gary Burden. Hmm. Gary Burden was a graphic artist, who, and we ended up doing about 100 album covers together. So mm -hmm. at one point, I know the Turtles asked us to do their um, their Turtle Soup album cover. Mm -hmm. And, and Gary, Gary lived out there in Malibu, and I think he, he thought, well, that, you know, the ocean would be great at Leo Carrillo Beach. Mm -hmm. And so we spent an afternoon out there uh, taking pictures. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't remember a whole lot of details. Certainly not conversations, so you know. Mm, okay. I mean, driving around with them through Wisconsin, oh yeah, spirited conversations. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, Mark and Howard were funny as hell. <laughs> I probably wrote down some of the stuff they said. It, it was my habit to write down interesting phrases. You know. Right. Partly from smoking a little, a little bit of pot, <laughs> it, it kind of tuned your ears, you know, to the, the sort of found poetry. I mean, somebody would say a line that was so funny, and you knew you were going to forget it unless you wrote it down. So, so I did that. You know, that'll probably take me years to uncover all that stuff. But, uh, <laughs> but Henry, what were your um, impressions of the guys as individuals? Like, what comes to mind when you think of, you know, uh, Howard or Mark or Al or any of the guys? Well, I mean, I mean, mainly the two guys on stage were were, were just funny as hell. You know. And so talented, you know, I mean, Howard with the voice and Mark with, the, you know, the tambourine twirling it around and and just they were so, so fun, you know, so fun loving. Yeah, really. And I mean, I know Chip did an, an interview with um, Coast to Coast AM about a month ago. Um, 
and he talked, he talked, uh, Ian Pundit was the guy's name who interviewed him, all about the turtles and the monkeys, mostly the turtles. And he said, yeah, they were the most fun-loving group of all. He said he just loved being out, you know, touring with them because they were just so much fun. That was their main thing, to have fun. Mm-hmm. That's the main, I remember that about them, just really, really fun-loving. I mean, especially Mark, you know, Mark and Howard. I mean, mm-hmm. the other guys were all great musicians, mm-hmm. um, but, but, you know, a little quieter maybe than the two lead guys, you know. Right. Yeah. Most oh. of my conversations were with Mark and Howard, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you continue the friendship with them when they became Flo and Eddie and with Zappa and everything, too? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I took photos of them with Zappa when they were Flo and Eddie. Uh, photos in a rehearsal one day. Did you get those from me at all? I, you said a lot, so I don't remember. I don't remember seeing all of them, but I've seen all some right. of your Zappa photos. So, all right, well, well, yeah, okay. Well, there were photos like a group shot of all of them together. Okay. Zappa okay. sitting up front, and them with their hand, heads kind of all around him, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be a great group shot, you know, of yeah. of, of Zappa and with Flo and Eddie and the other guys. Um, but you know, I mean, I saw occasional concerts and. You know, mostly it was just my personal friendship with, with, with Mark that made me really, um, you know, close to those guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw him play half a dozen times here and there, and I mean, more than half a dozen times. But I remember the Hollywood Bowl at one point, and certainly on the road with them at a couple of... They were either colleges or high schools, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you, you, but I, never, I, I was never there when they recorded Hello, that, was I mean, that was going to be my question. Were you at, yeah. at any of the recording sessions? <laughs> no, I mean, I was at many, many recording sessions. But, but I, you know, really the, the, the late 60s, early 70s, I was pretty busy. You know, yeah. every day was shooting something or somebody. Right. You know, so it's not like I had a whole lot of time to kind of, you know, hang out. Um, I mean... It was, they were the hangout days, you know, Every everything I ever did was just hanging out, you know, but taking pictures at the same time. Mm-hmm. But no, I just never happened to, I mean, with Chip, I mean, Chip, who is my buddy in the MSQ, I went to lots of turtle recordings. I mean, excuse me, lots of monkey recordings, okay. right. you know, and even played the tambourine and sang background and different things like that. Right. But not with the turtles for huh. some reason when Chip was producing them. Interesting. Yeah. But, I, <laughs> I, but I sure did love uh, Eleanor. I loved that. Of course, Happy Together mm-hmm. was great, and I know Chip had a lot to do with arranging that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then Eleanor, I just thought was a great song. I mean, and I know you've got that story. They they needed a follow up to Happy Together, right? So they they wrote Eleanor kind of. Tongue in cheek, right? Like, right. okay, let's write something that sounds like a hit. But, <laughs> or it sounds know, like that hit. Yes. You're my, <laughs> my pride and joy, etc. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I just think they were great. You know, they were really a great band. Just full, you know, just uh, busting out of the gate. You know, kind of. You know, they were just like full of pep, dim and vigor. You know, lots of. Lots of energy on stage and a lot of fun to watch, you know, very uh, involving, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, did you take those photos yeah. that they used on Battle of the Bands, or were you just present at the sessions? No, uh, Battle of the 
couple of the bands, I took pictures of them as um, King somebody and Kamana Wanalea. So you did take those uh, shots, the ones that are in the yeah. centerfold that have them as yeah. different groups? Okay, so those are your photos. Right, okay. right. Okay. Not all of them. The ones with their shirts off when they were that King... <laughs> King Kamano Wanalea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there was another one. I think I took pictures of them at the beach, like surfers, mm -hmm. uh, for that album. I, I have to look at it to see if I took any others. I think those were the two. Um, they did one and where they're was... wearing these giant fig leaves. Did you do that one? Giant fig leaves. Wasn't that Kamano Wanalea? Uh, no, that was You Showed Me. Uh, <laughs> um, what do you mean? another picture on the inside yeah of yeah band. yeah oh yeah i'm not sure i'd have to look I'd okay have to look yeah and see. And like the and surfer one is for us oh sorry yeah the last oh, one the surfer one the surfer yeah. one is for a song called surfer dan so yeah they're all representing okay. a song so yeah <laughs> i'll have to i'm in laguna right now not up at my la studio where i would have that album to look at so i can't i gotta look at them to see if i did any others yeah. but um you know, I do remember taking pictures of them out in, and I'm trying to think of it's the same tour in Wisconsin. It must have been pictures of them in a cornfield. Yeah. And then pictures of them, uh, kind of laying in the, in the, in the bushes. Yeah. And uh, there were like, you know, autumn leaves kind yeah. of around them. We were out in the countryside and I think we just pulled over a couple of times. Yeah. And just took pictures, you know, out wherever we were. I think that was probably that whole time. I should, whatever that date is, yeah. you say it's 69. I think it's six, 69 for those. And uh, Rhino later used a lot of those for various greatest hits compilations. That's right. where I've seen them. You know, where yeah, they're... that's true. They did. Mm -hmm. They did. So there should be. So even though the only album cover I really did as an album cover was, was Turtle Soup. Yeah. You know, which with them with the big waves crashing behind them, um, <clears throat> you know, some of them, like you say, got used later. Mm -hmm. You know, for for re reissues and comps and stuff, right? So how did that how did that work? Did they uh, did Rhino just call you up saying, "Hey, we know you have Turtles photos. Uh, we need it for a new greatest hits collection, or what?" Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> the art director calls and says, "If you got anything, you know, yeah." Hmm. Okay. Uh -huh. And I was going to ask, did, did, did you decide, like, shots? Did you decide what was going to be? Or was, a, you know, a Mark would pull over and say, hey, let's do, take a picture here? Or it was a combination of everything? Um, it was usually just a kind of a bubbly moment, you know, like, hey, you know, look, there's a great, uh, let's stop in that cornfield. I don't know who would say that, and then we just jump out. I mean, none <laughs> of it was ever planned, right. you know, none of it. I mean, we did plan the turtle soup thing at the beach. Mm -hmm. um, but we didn't plan what it would look like. We just said, well, let's go to the beach and find a good place, you know. Sure. But then when we were traveling around, no, it was all spur of the moment. Oh, wow, look, look at that great sign. Let's jump <laughs> out, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just spontaneous, you know. Yep. Yeah. Now, you, you, I know you've I'm taken on. thousands and thousands of pictures. Do you know approximately how many you might have taken of the turtles? Oh, God. No. Okay. I mean, a thousand? Okay. I don't know. Okay, more wow. than a thousand, okay. probably. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I, there's a, I have 
boxes of slides. They hold about 400 slides a box. Oh, jeez. <laughs> got to be a couple of the turtles. And then there's uh, all kinds of proof sheets. You know, there are 36 to a proof sheet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's, there's got to be, you know, somewhere 1,000, 1,500. I mean, quite a few, I think. Wow. Yeah. Over over all the years, have you have you developed all your pictures and everything, or you sometimes find a missing film can and go, "Wow, I forgot about this." <laughs> uh, not really. Okay. Not really. No. Oh, okay. I pretty much turned everything in, you know, as soon as I shot it, and then yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> but it, and it's and it's somewhat organized, you know, somewhat organized and labeled and archived, and mm-hmm. a certain amount of it is scanned, but uh, by no means all of it. Right. And there's some stuff I can't really find, you know, until I kind of really get in and, you know, look at everything. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think on your Wikipedia page, I think somebody said you have everything cataloged from A, America, to Z, Zappa. <laughs> yes. Well, I do. Yeah, I have these boxes, you know, these file boxes that hold transparencies. Mostly I shot color slides, transparencies, mm-hmm. because I because I needed those for slideshows. When I made the transition from photographer, I mean, from musician to photographer, you know, I picked up a camera on the road kind of by accident, took pictures of my pals in the group, and when we got home and got the film developed, it was slide film. I, I didn't even know what kind of film it was going to be. One of the guys in the group bought it. Hmm. And said, here's your box, here's your box. <laughs> and so I said, oh, let's have a slideshow. <laughs> and once I saw that slide hit the wall eight feet wide, you know, glowing and vibrating in the dark, mm-hmm. uh, then I was hooked, you know. I said, oh, man, i got to take more. So mostly I cared about slides, but as the years went on and people needed black and white for publicity, I got into black and white as well. So I probably have... About a million pictures, probably half color, half black and white. Wow. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm just curious. I'm still since, you, them. Since, you yeah. Start, since you started off as a musician, I mean, was photography always kind of in your background as a hobby or anything until it kind of took over, or yeah. what, what happened? No, no, not at all. Not oh. at all, really. Uh, I think I had a brownie Hawkeye <laughs> when I was in the sixth grade or something. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I did take a few shots of friends, but I, I, but I never, I no, I hadn't touched the camera in years and years. I wasn't even thinking about it. You know, one day when, when the MSQ was leaving uh, a little, a little, a city in, in Michigan where we just played University of Michigan, we were leaving town and we saw a spot at a secondhand store and we said, oh, let's go in there. And uh, Cyrus Farriar, the guy, the guy in the group, right? He was right in front of me, walking in the door, and right inside the door was was a table with used cameras, you know, twenty bucks. Yeah. And Cyrus said, "Oh, I need one of these," and he picked one up, and I was right behind him, and I was just looking to spend my money on something I didn't need, and I said, "Oh, yeah, what the hell? I'll get one too." <laughs> Not even thinking about it, wow. you know. It just, you know, and then and then he said, "Well." We got back out to the, you know, to our our, van, our vehicle, and he said, let's pull into the next drugstore, and I'll buy film for everybody. Three of us bought cameras. Hmm. Um, Jerry and Cyrus and I. Huh. And so he went in and bought film, and he bought the slide film. I mean, I waited outside, and he said, here's your box, you know. <laughs> and then I said, well, how do you set the numbers on this camera? And he said, 
said, well, look on the box, the Kodak, yellow Kodak box. And it said, sunlight, 250 at 8. Hmm. And so I said, okay, oh, well, here's 250, here's 8. Let's go out in the sunlight. And that's how I learned. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. <laughs> now, you know, I would say I have a basic curiosity about people mm-hmm. and about about this adventure of, of living on this planet, you know? I'm very curious about people. I'm very interested in people. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a psychology major in college mm-hmm. only because I was interested in people, you know? So that kind of carried over into photography. Having a camera kind of gives you a passport into people's lives, you know? You're hanging out with people because they want you to take photos of them. And my way was never, you know, like a photo session in a studio. It was always, well, we'll go hang out all afternoon somewhere, and I'll just shoot a whole lot of pictures, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what, when I work with my partner, Gary Burden, he would always say that. He would, we'd plan an adventure with the group. Mm-hmm. And then he'd say, Henry, just shoot everything that happens. Film's the cheapest part. <laughs> But that was my nature anyway, just to shoot, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of candids of everything. I'm just mm-hmm. curious about about watching people and picking moments and 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 I don't know. It's just it's a kind of a it's a kind of an itch that I scratch, you know, framing things up and grabbing a moment. It's just mm-hmm. something that I it's second nature to me. It makes me feel balanced, you know, mm-hmm. to, to do it. Uh, when did it yeah. switch? Like, what was the first? photos that got you noticed or where somebody said, hey, we want you to take photos of our group or something? Uh, one day when uh, Stephen St- was up in Little Canyon, I ran into Stephen Stills and he said, hey, we're going to Redondo Beach this afternoon to do a sound check in a club. You want to come along? Hmm. And I said, yeah, because I thought beach. Okay, while they're doing <laughs> the sound check, I'll go down to the beach and photograph people. And I did. Mm-hmm. And I got some funny shots of people on the beach. And when I walked back to the club a half hour later, they were walking out the back door. I walked back to the club. Um, what, and that, we have a name for that club. I can't remember right now. Um, <laughs> but there was a big mural on the back wall of the club, a huge, like, two-story mural of a guy riding a bicycle. And I was taking a picture of that. And the Buffalo Springfield walked out the back door, <coughs> and I said, hey, just stand there a minute, you guys, so I can show how big that mural is. <laughs> and they stood there, and I started taking pictures, and then they started posing, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> throwing shape, you know, doing shtick, you know, making faces and stuff. So I kept shooting, and, and uh, a week later, um, Teen Set Magazine called me. Mm. And said, we hear you have a picture of the Buffalo Springfield. We'd like to run it with an interview we did, and uh, we'll we'll pay you $100. And I went, oh, my God, that's amazing. Wow. They had interviewed the Buffalo Springfield, and when they asked about photos, they said, well, Henry Diltz took some the other day. And that's why they called me. So that was the uh, that was the, the whole new ball game there, you know. Wow, you mean people will pay me for doing this? That's amazing. Because <laughs> up to then, I kept taking pictures all week long to show in my slideshow on the weekend, you know, to my stoned hippie friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it became a, a kind of a thing, you know. All week long, I would hang out with all my pals, the guys I sang with, and just you know, friends around Hollywood and. 
And I would take pictures of wherever I was, and then those people would come on the weekend, and, and I would put their pictures in the show, you know, and they would say, oh, my God, I didn't even know you took that. Wow. And I loved that. Then out of curiosity, I, I know you, you've done, like, quite a few LP covers, like about 200 or something, but do you know which one was your, fir- was your first one? First one was Hums of the Lovin' Spoonful. Ah, okay. And the second one was the Hollies, uh, an English cover for for uh, for certain because hmm. I think it was called. Hmm. Um, but then the first real, well, then then I met Gary Burden and we did a Mama Cass cover together, mm-hmm. and then we did the Crosby, Stills, Nash on the couch. Right. And then soon after that, we did the Morrison Hotel for right. the Doors. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then we got into the Eagles and Jackson Brown in the early 70s mm-hmm. and just kept going. Yeah, we did so many covers together. It was really, really good. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, I mean, uh, that's really all the questions I had about the turtles, unless you have some funny stories about them. I mean, I can ask you stuff about monkeys because I'm kind of curious about them, too. <laughs> No, no, no. No, I save can't? That, okay. Save that for my interview on okay. separately. <laughs> all right. Okay, all right. That's a whole other subject. Okay. Yeah, you know, I wish I could recall actual conversations. I can't really. I mean, if I no. went through my notes and happened to find something, but they're they're not really, yeah. you know, archived. They're all just in, you know, bags and boxes. I could look in my journal <clears throat> in 69. I'm going to do that. Uh, and, you know, if I find anything interesting, I'll call you in the next day or two. Perfect. Cool. Okay. Um, I will say I this, I will say anything. this one thing about the monkeys though, because this won't affect Charles thing because yeah. it's just, um, I right, did, right. I did kind of sort of meet you once, at least I was in the same movie theater. Um, a few years ago in 2018, oh. uh, they had the head, uh, 50th anniversary and, uh, Mickey oh, and yeah. Mike were there right. and you were there. And uh, uh-huh. you, you showed a little film of some of your photographs of the monkeys pre, pr- prior to showing head. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, it was a black and white. Is that right? Yeah. Well, so. It was a slideshow, right? Yeah, it was a slideshow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do that from time to time. Yeah, I'm going to Detroit this weekend to do one for a, a ladies' charity. Mm-hmm. Well, so, yeah. So. Um, yeah, slideshows. That's how I started. That was my whole interest in photography, you know, was, was doing the slideshows. So, yeah. um, that was always, that was, uh, so I'm still doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah, we'll do the monkeys another time yeah. and I'll, I'll call you guys if I, if I get another piece of information or anything concrete, you know, okay. tremendous. Okay. Okay. I think that it, Henry will, uh, will pick up, you know, soon. And, uh, I, I did call Gary about, uh, I texted him about also doing a separate monkeys interview. I haven't heard back from him, but I'm sure we will soon enough. Oh, yeah, he's aware of that. I'm sure he'll do it. Probably, you know, for him in the evening, kind of sitting there, he he tends to sit and talk on the phone for hours in the evening. Okay. Or is it three hours later for you, but <laughs> yeah. that's the best time to get him, you know. No worries. And I want to make sure I gave you the Leach and Eddie photos with Zappa. Yeah. That I'm um, not sure. I know it was a... Um, yeah, I'll check Gary said there was a ton of them, and he only gave, like, a select few. 
lookout. The, the Mark and I are, yeah. It's going to be the a, turtles a, one, a, yeah. a discography with, with interviews. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. And you're going to have photos in it. Yeah, Yeah. Well, your photos and then fans' photos through the years. Whose photos? Fans. It, it's fans who sent in photos through the years. But but yours is going to be uh, hopefully the cover, and you know you, yours will be the main photos. Oh, that's all right. I mean, whatever. Who who? I don't get. Sam? Did you say S A M? I don't know who the fans. F A N S. Like oh, fans. Like fanatics. Oh, okay. <laughs> fans. What fans sent you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let me. You know, I want to check and see if you got a, a little bit of everything in there. You know, for the photos. <laughs> Mark, do you know when you reviewed, was there a little of everything or mostly the early stuff? For what? I'm sorry. When, when you photos. Henry's the photos that were the thumbnails that we got. Um, most of them look like they're about from 1969 because I, I noticed the, you know, I didn't see the exact cheese one, but I wasn't looking for it either. I, the ones I noticed looked like they were sessions that were either for turtle soup or similar to turtle soup you know it's like in that okay. same time okay. frame like uh like okay. probably like a a few months period of just various shots so okay you know that's what i know there was a great shot of of mark and howard sitting in mark's garage mm -hmm. that we that we took for i guess a leech and eddie was it was there ever a fluorescent leech and yeah eddie yeah that was a, yeah that was the first one and yeah, they're sitting in the uh, garage. I think they're both drinking beer or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sitting in chairs in front of an open garage. Right? Yeah, that was a back cover photo. Yeah, I took that. Yeah, I took that. Okay, write it down at Mark's house, down the street from me. Now, yeah. did you take the front cover photo? The front cover is just them standing next to each other, kind of not smiling. I think I did. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I okay. think they had a, like cowboy shirts on or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, Mark the, was wearing a yellow shirt or something. Yeah, and, something like yeah. that. And then I don't know if you did that album. I don't know if you did their second album, but they did like their album topless. You know, <laughs> I don't know. you know. I, don't, I didn't do that one. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. <laughs> so you probably just did the first one. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. All right. Um, Henry, I think well, you're good. Thank you so much for your time today. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Sure, I'm gonna I'm gonna check my journals, okay? And I'll, I'll try to get back to you in the next couple of days, okay? If I find anything, okay? That's great. Thank you, and we'll talk about sure, the other stuff. Okay, great. Thank you both. Okay, thank Charles, you, Mark, Mark, thank you. Nice thank meeting you. you. Thank you. Again. Thank you, Henry. Okay. <laughs> yep. See ya. Thank you for listening, and thank you, Henry Dills, for being my special guest. Remember, you can always watch the video version of this episode on YouTube. Episode number 163 will be coming soon. If you would like to comment and or be a guest on this podcast, please drop me a line at funideas.mark at gmail.com. Become a patron of Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions. If everyone listening just contributed a dollar a month, that would be a tremendous help in continuing the production of my books and this podcast. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The opening and closing music for the Fun Ideas podcast is provided courtesy of Andrew the Slow Poisoner Goldfarb and is used with permission. This has been the Fun Ideas podcast. This is Mark Arnold speaking. This episode is copyright 2022. Fun Ideas Productions. Thank you and good night.